and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Piscan Panel. We are back with our weekly episode, and I cannot wait to hear what the discussion is going to be like today. Blue 42 set hut, right? Oh, there it is, <laughs> to sharp. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. But what is going on, my brothers? How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Dandy. Yeah, we're buzzing over here. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, before we get on to the show today, I just want to give everybody an introduction. Again, my name is AJ Lavender. We have below me my co-host, Mr. Mike Sharp. To the right of him, we have Cody McGuire. And then representing the sunny state of Florida of Miami, we have my brother Joe Braga. Again, fellas, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are lovely. And for all of our viewers, brand new or returning, again, I just want to say we thank you. We appreciate you guys all the time, um, showing us you know, all the love and support we can. But for everybody that's joined us for the first time today, we are the Pigskin Panel. It's a football podcast giving you everything about rumors, trades, NFL draft, free agency, the normal season. We're going to be talking about fantasy when the time comes. Anything about football, we're definitely going to cover here. We're just four best friends talking about football the way we do behind closed doors but we just decided to open the doors up to you guys and see exactly what we talk about here so before we get again start off on last week's <laughs> episode going into this week's episode we always have a contest we have my man mike sharp always drinking an adult beverage mike what were you drinking last week last week we had ourselves a little uh lug tread lug tread. I don't think anybody has ever drank that except for you well <laughs> Lug Tread, if you're listening, uh, I'm a good customer. So <laughs> that that, that and, uh, is a sponsorship request. That is a sponsorship <laughs> request. <laughs> tonight, tonight we're hitting her hard. We're hitting her hard with a little bit of juice caboose. And if you okay. get on the percentage, six point eight percent. Yikes! So Mike is going to be buzzing by the end of this. Yeah, there's going to be some nonsense. (laughs) There's going to be some absolute nonsense by the end. Sharp's just going to be a the Dallas Dallas Cowboys and uh, uh, Deke Elliott. Tony Romo sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And then for all the listeners that are wondering what I'm drinking today, I'm drinking a nice little White Claw iced tea. It's bomb, so I know Canada's going to be getting it pretty soon, I think, the summertime. Yep. But again, we're only endorsing this if you're of age. This is adult beverages, so we don't condone underage drinking. However, Ooh. going I into got a, I got a nice, I got a nice high-quality Barks root beer going here, guys. Oh, no, there we go. Barks. <laughs> I haven't heard Barks in forever. And then oh, Cody's on the water it. train. It's got a responsible bite. adult he is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh guys you know last week's episode you no know, uh for those that haven't watched it definitely go check it out it'll be in the description either below at the end of the video or to the right of us uh check us out definitely you want to make sure you're subscribed that way you don't miss it out but uh last week we all we you know we covered that whole big trade that happened with the dolphins the Eagles, san francisco the whole pick swapping jumping back and forth uh we also covered justin field's pro day on how he just tore it up and was arguably one of the best pro days um that we've seen ever uh it was just incredible all scouts saying the exact same thing that he just absolutely just tore it up and then as well we covered nfl changing probably arguably for history right this is like the biggest monumental change that nfl has had changing from the 16 game season to the 17 game season and we all had our gut reactions to that how we felt um is gonna change the nfl forever 
uh, whether it becomes to record setting, you know, player statistics, um, the the player happiness behind it, injuries, whatnot, what it may be. But the last topic that we discuss is actually going to flow into today's topic, and that is the breaking news that Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers to from the New York Jets for this year's sixth round pick. Yeah. But then next year's second and fourth. And I thought that was very interesting because I thought it would have been the reverse maybe to get the more draft capital to kind of replace us because we all know that, you know, the Jets are looking more now towards like a Zach Wilson for their draft pick to kind of give them that little little bit of extra help this year starting off um, in the second round, whether it be a uh, like a wide receiver or whatever it may be. Uh, but, yeah, man, I just want to get your, you know, thoughts on this because when we discussed, you know, where was the best fit that we thought Darnold would be, you know, Cody said the Broncos, we all said our different ones. None of us really said the Panthers. So, you know, now that now this all dropped out, I just definitely want to get your guys' you know, reaction, your gut thoughts about this trade. Is it possibly the best situation now with, you know, CMC coming back? Uh, we have DJ Moore and on all these boys, he's going to be partnered up back with Robbie Anderson. So is this arguably probably the best spot that everybody kind of overlooks, man? I, I don't know. Start off with Joel, man. Yeah, I overlooked it for sure. I wasn't sure what the situation with uh, Teddy Bridgewater was going to be, and now they're saying Teddy Bridgewater can look for a trade. If talk to other teams, whatever he's got to do. Um, I couldn't believe it, uh, to be honest, when AJ first broke the news in the in our little group there uh, on Facebook. I, I think Sam, like I said on last podcast, I think Sam Darnold's a fantastic quarterback. Well, no, I'm not going to say fantastic yet, but I think he has all the tools to be fantastic. I think the Panthers is a great spot, an unknown spot to me. I didn't even know that they were in the realm of the conversation. And then somebody, I think it was Rappaport, was saying today that uh, Carolina from the get-go was in talks. And nothing got leaked about it, really. I never heard nothing. But what a great spot for him to go. Like you said, CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, they got a high pick this year in this year's draft who knows if they try to solidify that old line maybe even get another wide receiver in the mix who knows um but carolina is in a hard division as everybody knows uh tampa bay new orleans so we'll see what uh sam darnold's got in the in in the old bag but i've seen him play against and he's played for the jets who is in miami's division for for years he's been there Hasn't had very much success against Miami necessarily, but the arm talent's there. Mobility's there. It's just we all know the Jets are a dumpster fire and could never get them the weapons or even protect them for that matter. So we'll see what happens there, but I think that's a great spot for Sam Darnold. And, you know and the- they got good value. They they got good value for him. You know, a second next yeah. year still gives still gives Carolina the opportunity to get weapons this year. And then go on from there, free agency next year. I think it's a good move for Carolina. And uh, I think Sam Darnold is an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater myself. Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit too conservative for me. Um, Very mobile, though. And uh, he will find a spot somewhere. Uh, Hopefully, Teddy Bridgewater goes to uh, the Denver Broncos and puts up a a little competition. Puts up a little competition. We're not not taking that salary. (laughs) <laughs> get that out of here unless the unless the panthers want to take about nine tenths of that contract stay away from the mile high be, stadium it's definitely going to be hard to trade that teddy bridgewater um 
who knows? Even if he serves as a backup or even competition for Sam Darnold, I don't see a problem uh, with that also. And again, it's going to be almost like a Nick Foles thing too, right? He might he might just be a backup, you know, because I think that contract's going to be way too hard to kind of move out of. Again, like I said, unless they eat it. But at that yeah. time, if they're going to eat it, they might as well just keep him as a backup just in case Sam Darnold does get hurt or anything like that. They have a competent backup quarterback. Right. Uh, but the one thing I do want to kind of just – I just have to find the tweet because I thought it was pre- really, really interesting. I'm going to have to go back from our um, – in, in, in our conversations but uh yeah and you know speak with sam Darnold. you know a lot of people are just really hoping that this is the move for him to be back to his usc days because coming out of college like i was a big Darnold fan like i wanted broncos to draft Darnold. um of course we were in the position at you know at the three pick type of thing but uh love the guy love the guy at usc so hopefully you know having uh, a former all pro pro bowl running back in cmc a healthy cmc that can catch out of the backfield can bust it up anytime having explosive weapons like they have i think He's in a real, real good spot. And, you know, a big shout-out to the Jets GM, man. I was watching this um, um, this interview on him, and he was really – his character shows beyond what it, what it is because he's like, you know what, we really want to make sure that the place that we're going to give him to would give him um, basically the opportunity to be be a better – like a better player. And I thought that's just a big shout-out to the Jets, you know, organization, right? Um, because they said, you know, if we didn't have the second, second pick, he definitely would have been – uh, still a New York Jet, uh, but just because yeah. the position that they're in right now, if they were 12, Darnold was going to be staying with the Jets, but just because of the position they are, they just had to move on and just made sense. But they are like really looking forward to seeing Darnold succeed still, which I thought was pretty cool. It was more or less a salary dump for the Jets at this point. Like there's no point in paying him. Although I understand having him as a as a backup as a starting quarterback even this year while they draft uh, Wilson if that's what they're gonna do. I still think that um, I still think Fields is better than Wilson, but they they have their eyes set on Wilson for for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't know why, but I think Fields is definitely an upgrade. Let Fields slip to nine, baby. Yeah. We're gonna be partying. <laughs> Let him slip to nine. Broncos will be going nuts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I did. I did. Well, I, I did. Find, I did find the tweet though. Before before you go, sharp. This I yeah. thought was really interesting, especially because Joel's a Dolphins fan. Check this out. So the Jets and the Dolphins essentially did the exact same thing. They fired Gase, hired a defensive minded coach who lo- who was loved by players, traded their quarterback. So at the time, you know, Darnold and then Tannehill uh, for the Dolphins for draft capital. Traded their safety Minka and Jamal Adams for first round picks. Drafted a quarterback with a top five pick, and then have double first and double seconds the following year. Yeah. Is that not crazy? No, they're just they're just, they're just copying a technique that's worked. That's oh. all. They're just, a bunch of, they're just a bunch of copycats, man. Uh, yeah, suppose. Yeah, and now, but, Mike, uh, what are you saying there? Uh, like, just from the Jets' perspective, they're basically just admitting that they screwed up. Like, we, we drafted Darnold high. We did nothing to help him. And they, looking back, they're realizing it. I mean, you should have realized it from the beginning because you never built around them. But now they're basically saying, we got a chance to restart. We're going to now build around uh, Wilson, assuming he's the pick. I think he is. So, I don't know. I feel bad for Darnold because they, they've kind of ruined a lot of his years. And, yeah, like, don't like don't take, don't take him if you're not going to build around him. Like, I understand now they, they see that. And if I was Darnold, I'm like thrilled to be with the Panthers because they got a phenomenal running back. He's reunited with Robbie Anderson, who's probably his most trusted wide receiver that he's had. DJ Moore is an amazing receiver. 
now they're in a position at eight to not really think of quarterback. Now they drafted heavy defense last year, right? Carolina. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of options on the offensive side. There's going to be at least Slater there. There's going to be probably Waddle and maybe not Devontae Smith, but he might be there. I don't think Pitts is going to reach there anymore now, but even if he's there, that's an absolute home run if they can get Pitts. Like really, me any, wanting like my pipe dream wanting uh, Pitts is now gone because if he's there at eight, <laughs> there's no way the Panthers don't take him. Yeah, but I, I I can see them taking Slater too, or Sewell if yeah. he somehow slips. But I love this for Darnold and like himself, and now the Jets get a chance to restart and retry on a rookie deal. But I think both teams won. Because yeah. now the Jets, the way the Jets did the trade, I think is smart because now they're getting a second next year so they can have two first and two seconds next year. So now they can properly build for Wilson, right? Yeah. I think that was the thought process behind doing that next year. Oh, I mean, it's hard to say who won the trade because obviously you don't know yet. But right now it looks good for both sides. Yeah, especially like you said, especially like it gives them a year to see what Wilson is. You know what I mean? Is he gonna be yeah. kind of like your Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback, right? Or is he gonna be kind of more like the Russell Wilson? Or is he gonna be more of your pocket passer, almost like a a Matt Ryan ish kind of kind of situation, right? Then they can like kind of see, all right, now that we see what Zach Wilson is, the way he's gonna play the game, and how we could tailor our our team around him, we can yeah. now go and into then, next year's draft looking at X Y Z. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And then uh, we have we have. A shout out to the comment section as always, man. We love everybody that's a live viewer. Definitely, for those who are watching live, definitely hit up hit up us in the comment section uh, below. We definitely want to, you know, share some love. And we have Braden here. He's saying AJ feels a slip to nine, but the Bears will trade up to eight from the Panthers and take them. Man, Braden, you know, uh, we know the way pace <laughs> is with trades. Dream. So yeah, like I said, I, I've I've seen a lot of mock mock drafts with uh, you guys drafting Trask in the in the second. So we we'll see if you know you guys might be moving up for Trask, and who knows what what yeah, that hey, yeah. is moving. Hey, hey Delima, <laughs> let me know when you wake up, bud. <laughs> hey, you never know. Are, they, they, they they might Panthers get, they are might, not moving. They might trade a Rob in them, and who knows? There's some we've seen some crazier stuff happen. Who knows? I think. Uh, this is one of those rare trades that you see nobody's really the winner. Everybody won. The Jets get a pick to build around Wilson. Uh, the Panthers get a quarterback. I assume they tried to trade up to four. Uh, possibly and knew that the Falcons probably weren't going to do that being in the same division, right? So they probably went ahead and got the next best thing, which was Darnold. Um, and now he gets to go and work with Joe Brady, guy that just won the top assistant award. Yeah. And in uh, college going from a guy like Adam Gase who has ruined two franchises. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great deal for everyone really. Now I have this question here. In what scenario do you guys see Sam Darnold as a failure in this trade? Like, is it playoffs or bust at this point? Or what, what do you guys see the failure of this trade? Same well, numbers he had with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at um, the starts, actually, I have it written down here. The starts for – so Darnold has started 38 games in the NFL, and Teddy Bridgewater has started 49, which you'd think Bridgewater by now would have played way more games than Darnold, but really it's actually a pretty similar sample size. 
and their numbers, Teddy is 26 and 23 as a starter. Darnold is 13 and 25, which is obviously quite bad. But now he has a team to work with. Um, Even the touchdowns are super, super similar. 53 and 36 for Teddy, 45 and 39 for, for Sam. So yeah, but like back back to what we were saying with the Jets, they never built around Darnold, so they never yeah. gave him a chance to succeed. Where Bridgewater, yeah. a lot of his starts were in the Saints, like that one year and where the he Vikings. started he in the Vikings. Like he's had good scenarios around him the whole time, and even in Carolina with CMC, like until he went down with the Jets. Like yeah, Crowder's your best target for the past well three start of the two years. Like yeah. I was I meant I meant it in a sense it's hard to put expectations on a guy that's twenty three years old and has already started forty games in the NFL, right? Yeah. Do you look I at him that, as a raw prospect still, or is it a guy that hasn't done well that finally has a chance to do well? Yeah. I agree with you, Cody. I think uh the, the numbers the numbers and the wins they're it's hard to put apples and oranges together with with wins there especially when the Jets have – they only won two games last year or one one game last year or two games last year. They usually only win f- maximum five games a year. Like, they're pretty rough. They've been rough for a long time. Sam, Sam Darnold had a couple games where he put up respectable numbers, real respectable numbers, and the Jets just couldn't follow through on the on the defensive side of the ball anyway to 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 justify Sam Darnold like a lot of these quarterbacks have good defenses where they don't have good games and they still collect the W at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just going to yeah, that's something I was wondering when I looked at all the numbers like how long does Darnold have to prove that he is is going to live up to the potential of the I believe what at second least, overall pick? At least two. Third. At least two. Oh, he was third who went second? Uh, Second, that twenty eighteen draft. Oh yeah, yeah. all right. But uh, he's got he's got two years to prove it now because he's got this year, and then the Panthers have already picked up his option, so he's got the following year. So if he can't do it in those two years, then they're moving on too. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's pretty safe to say Darnold will be in this league for a while, even if it's as a backup situation. The guy definitely has it there. No question. Yeah, I like even even after two years. Yeah, because even after two years, he's he's a serviceable backup, right? He's a be a veteran backup, and if you know he already had the track record of uh, after you know say five six years or whatever, he's not that potential, or he could have that breakout year or whatever as a backup kind of thing. But it's yeah. a win win even after the situation too. I I kind of see him at worst being like Mariota, where yeah. Mariota's a backup but can also start when you need him to. Yeah. Yeah, no, no player in the NFL has more receiving yards with Sam Darnold than Robbie Anderson. So, yeah, he's so got. I actually watched an I watched an interview with Robbie Anderson today, and he was talking about how he was very surprised that the Panthers got Sam Darnold himself, but he was excited at the opportunity to work with them again. So I think oh, they'll the, do pretty well. Cody, is, 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 is that a fantasy? Is that a fantasy outlook already? Is, is that is that a fantasy outtake already? <laughs> That's right. I, well, last year. Uh, the temple connection between Matt rule and Robbie Anderson. I was, you could see it, I guess, hindsight. It wasn't that surprising, but I, I think rule really likes Robbie Anderson. He's going to feature him a lot with Sam Darnold. Yeah. We're going to say something after that. I mean, uh, Mike. Oh, I was just going to, the scheme's going to be night day for Darnold. And it, I think it's going to do nothing but help him. Yeah. Especially like I said, even, even at the end of the day where if he's getting pressured, where he's in goals, like before, 
he's going to have a really reliable check down running back in the CMC, which is going to be a lifesaver. As long as he stays healthy, uh, it's it's hard to see um, a below average type of year for Darnold. You know what I mean? Because CMC can just hit your little out out route, give you 10, 15 yards every play almost, right? So it's, I think, you know, for me, he's going to be probably one of my sleeper quarterbacks who I'm just going to pick up at the, you know, end of the round type of thing and just just as a yeah. let's see what happens kind of deal right you guys um, but, but, well, i was just gonna say do you guys think that the panthers will go o-line then at, at pick eight i do i can see it i think it depends yeah. on who's there yeah like if it's, Pitts, it's if, best player if, available if yeah. if it's not any of the top guys it's going to be it's going to be offensive lineman mm-hmm. yeah. which is probably going to be slater because i i would assume panesu will be gone by then for sure, yeah, Sewell. I could see Sewell going in the top five, to be honest. Yeah, but it's an interesting draft. But the thing is, like, Sewell, I Sewell could realistically slip because if there's going to be four quarterbacks in the top four, the guys are slipping, and they he could like at five, they could just go, All right, let's go chase for Burrow. At six, you guys could be like, Well, maybe we'll just go Pitts. At seven, they could want their receiver, right. They could go Devontae Smith, Waddle, something like that, and then there you go. Sewell's right there for you, mm-hmm, which would yeah. be a home run pick. Absolute yeah. home run pick. Like, Jesus, Pete. Like, oh, man. You but, could um, even, they could even trade with somebody, too, like the Eagles or the Lions. Like, if the Lions say they want a wide receiver and the Panthers go to them and say, we want a tackle, if they don't want that tackle, they probably actually would trade something to allow them yeah. to move up ahead of another team. Yeah. No further than 12, probably back with the Eagles because Slater probably will be there. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also have, you also have like someone like Tevin too, right? Who's going to be Tevin Jenkins. Who's also going to be an yeah. offensive lineman too. So there, this draft is so deep. Like when you really look into it, this draft is ridiculously deep. Um, it's like which three rounds cool. deep. Yeah. Which is going to be awesome. So day two, there's going to be home run picks in my opinion too, as well. Um, sure. But, but with saying that, you know, now that Darnold's there, what does this really mean for Teddy? You know what I mean? Is it proven that he's not a starter quarterback in this league? Like, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much the writing's on the wall with Teddy Bridgewater. He's very when even when he is asked to be a starting quarterback, he's super conservative. Like, he's serviceable. Not, he's, yeah, he's serviceable, but he's super conservative. He doesn't like chucking the ball down the field really too too much. Um, he if you look at uh, Cody's numbers that he just stated, the ratio from touchdowns to uh, interceptions. You know, he, he, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's he's suitable to be a starter in this league anymore. He's had his chance, and he's fumbled the bag every time. So I'm gonna, pa- I'd pass on Teddy Bridgewater as a starter, as a backup, sure, for the right money, sure. If if he's cut, if because, he's cut, yeah, I'm not taking that contract. No, he's owed what 17, and seven of it's guaranteed. Yeah, like if he's cut. Like I would love him in Dallas at, at like a Dalton contract, but yeah, the I'm Panthers not, could not, always could always eat some money. Yeah, they're gonna have to reduce it or something. Just yeah. they're probably gonna have to reduce it down to the guarantee and then trade them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing are you are, are you asking them to take off one of the gloves if he's your quarterback? Are you still rocking the double gloves? It's Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> are you are you are you rocking the two gloves? <laughs> it's Teddy Two Gloves, buddy. He's gonna keep it. If you look at where he's been successful, the Vikings and the Saints, he went to the Saints and he won all five games he started. Both teams run the ball. So I could even see him just going back to the Saints. And do you want Taysom Hill as your backup quarterback again this year? Because I don't. You know, you know. 
I don't, like, well, I don't always, want Winston as my starter, so. Uh, Teddy like check what, down. That's we have CSA coming correct. through saying Teddy check yeah. down. That's 100. That's like correct. you said, that running game. You have that Alvin Kamara type of play style or whatever. You just check them down. Good oh, run yeah. game. You got a small pass game, and <laughs> you just live and die by the sword yeah. there. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember one single deep ball from Teddy Tulove. Like not one. Yeah, because even you had Michael Thomas just run your slants, and there's yeah. your little. Well, you <laughs> Robbie Anderson. He had Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore last year. I don't remember one bomb thrown to them. Yeah, that's the thing with Teddy. He is super conservative. Like it's such he's so boring to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, he's super Holder. calm in the pocket, but like, yeah, he's just boring to watch. All yeah. his big touchdowns, all his big touchdowns this year were just yak touchdowns by DJ Moore. He'd oh, catch yeah. a five yards from the line of scrimmage and run eighty yards. Yeah. <laughs> although, although Teddy Robbie Bridgewater, eighty-five yard touchdown. Just kidding. Yeah. Look at the actual tape. <laughs> although uh, Robbie Anderson was off to like a really good year. I know he, yeah. he tailed off near the end, but he was having a fantastic year. Oh yeah, he's doing well. They really let him gave him opportunities like he was a kind of a one-trick pony in new york right like everybody thought of him as just a dude that ran a go route but he went to the panthers and a lot of his catches last year were like different many different routes routes that he was running in the in the route tree so that was good to see too it's just another example of the jets like just not knowing what to do with what you have yeah yeah Loser franchise. Yeah, seriously, Sorry for all my Jets fans out there. But uh, <laughs> good, good luck, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But um, you know, now going from you know a boring quarterback to probably arguably one of the most craziest quarterback situations going on right now, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going down to Texas. Um, today was some breaking news with Deshaun Watson. Um, as his victim speaks out for the first time. Um. And then his lawyer countered saying that victim was the first one to come up to them offering a $100,000 hush-hush plea settlement type of deal. So things are now getting escalated and more messier than ever for Deshaun. And so from your guys' opinion, what do you guys think? Is Deshaun coming back to play this season? Or you, like, because this is this craziness right now. Like, these are... uh they're, they're touchy situations because yeah. not all the information is out and the cases aren't solved. So you want to say they're all like hearsay or you're, they're all like, you know, trying to extort them. But if any of these are true, then you're screwed, buddy. Like you did wrong. You, you got problems and he probably won't play again, I would assume. Or it's going to be tough for him. Well, to they play give him again? kind of like the Robert Kraft type of situation where they, they, you know, he might still be kind of like in the league. It's or... a little bit different because he's an owner and they, 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 they care more about the owners. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. The girl it's, was it's a, Go ahead, Shark. No, I'm just saying it's a touchy situation. It's hard to like uh, comment on it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, mm-hmm. the girl that was on the stand today, she was saying that she's got depression issues she's got all kinds of issues now she's been traumatized by all this so who knows what what what's going to happen you know what is there 19 or 20 or 21 20 22 now i saw as of today 22 different women like i i Mm -hmm. i don't know like if there's that many women can they all be wrong Right. You know what I mean, it's kind of it does yeah. it's not a good look for Deshaun Watson. And I'm pretty sure the NFL is not going to let him play until all this is resolved anyway. So 
he might be it might be somebody to stay away from in uh, in fantasy drafts to begin the year early anyway and maybe take a flyer on him later and hope for something but I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to see 22 different women coming up and saying the same kind of story and him saying, no, this is all not true. Well, somebody's somebody has to be lying, either yeah. the 22 women or the one man. So, yeah, I feel bad for I feel bad for the girls in this situation. But uh, I also I also it sucks to see a talent like Deshaun Watson and one of the best quarterbacks in the league not being in the league next year. This upcoming season would be absolutely crazy. But I hope uh, I hope everything gets resolved, and I don't know I don't know what else to say other than that. <laughs> yeah, man, that, and that's the way I like. That's the way I first when I first looked at him. When I heard, you know, because the whole thing, we you know, it was like he was dogging the Texans stuff like that. To me, it looked like almost kind of some shady stuff kind of going behind the scenes. But then, which I'm it still you, could I'm, be, right? But I'm with you too, because I'm just like, you know, maybe if it was three to four, maybe there's kind of some. Hearsay, yeah. she's gray, gray zone type of thing where you know settlement yeah. deals or whatever just to kind of get back, quote unquote, get back on them again. Everything's assumptive at this point, but like Joel said, man, when there's 22 of them, the law of numbers to have yeah. 22 of them and not one being a true, at least one, right? It's kind of hard to say, like, you know, and it sucks too because, like you said, you know, seeing arguably one of the greater quarterbacks in this modern era, like, well, this new era. Um, coming through, you know, we might not, you know, see him ever again, you know, if if, if all these allegations are true, right? So, Cody, I don't like, know if you want to. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be like an exempt uh, commissioner's exempt list thing too, until they figure it out. Like Sharp said, all the information isn't out, so it's kind of really hard to determine anything until. Yeah. It's it's hard right. to judge anyone right right right, right now, right? Yeah, like, it's like look every, at... everybody's everybody's innocent until proven guilty, kind of thing, right? Yeah, That's exactly. True. Look at the uh, look at the Antonio Brown situation from last year, where the woman was accusing him of doing those those crazy things. You know, nobody wanted to touch him. Nobody yeah. wanted to touch him. Patriots picked him up. What for? He played one game versus Miami, and yeah. he got released again. You know, like that that might even been the year before too. So like, nobody's willing to. Nobody should be willing to touch these guys. And I, I know Deshaun Watson wants to trade, and he's wanted to trade for a long time. Well, I. Clearly, clearly, no team should go near him right now, and I don't think Fast. any team. I don't think any team would give up, give up anything for him. To be honest, right now, no. you can't. You you, you no. just can't. Especially, yeah. for, especially, the, especially in that piece where a lot of your cap is in a quarterback. Like especially mm-hmm. for someone like him too, you're not gonna trade for a quarterback, and then all of a sudden you're paying him X amount of money, and then not be able to play him. Like <laughs> it's this bad yeah. for business, you know what I mean? And then of course your PR would just go down the shitter and you know just everything would just be be brutal on that point um but you know it's 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 a shame hopefully hopefully you know maybe these allegations are wrong if they are i really hope you know the women in this case get their get their peace and get their justice um you know as everybody again right but i'm going now into some more exciting news um especially for our 12th men out there um, we just got breaking news from Carlos Dunlap that he was actually reassured by Russ after a conversation that Russell Wilson will be a Seahawk going into this 2021 season. So coming from a former player to kind of have Carlos Dunlap, Dunlap come back to play saying that he's going to be a Seahawk. Anybody that was on the bandwagon of Russell being traded to their team, such like the Bears, sorry, Braden, 
Um, <laughs> looks like it's going to be diminishing, um, and it looks like it's going to oh be diminishing day by day by day. Yeah. But it's looking more um, than less that Russell Wilson will be a Seahawk start this, this season. This whole situation got so blown out of proportion. He never said he wanted to leave. He literally said, "I want to stay." Then he gave the four teams because he probably got asked to give four teams if he were to be traded. But like he never once said, "I want out of Seattle," and then the media just took over. Like I'm not like it should shock no one that he's staying. Agreed. So no, so no one thought he was gone. No, I, I, I never the thought he was going to leave. I never, th- I never thought he was going to leave. No, all, all, all he's ever wanted is is O line protection. He's always had weapons, even guys that he's created himself. You know, like not guys that are high draft picks or big money guys. Guys that he finds a way to create. You know, the 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 lockets the 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 moors the the even running back situations you know they've had a they've they've had so many running backs that Russell Wilson strikes fear yeah. into defenses that these these running backs have a chance to thrive like do I think do I think Chris Carson is a top five running back in the league no I don't but he's still but nasty man I think Chris <laughs> he's, absolutely he's nasty there's no, there's no debating that on my end he is phenomenal. But the, the fact that you have the fact that you have Russell Wilson who can throw the ball short, intermediate, long, can run the ball, you know what I mean? Play action, anything. It just strikes fear into defenses, which gives the running back a better opportunity. Marshawn Lynch, Chris Carson, uh, Penny even had a few games when he was available. Uh, Turbin, they've had, they've had all kinds of guys who have had games in that system. Even some of those. Uh, so some of those small backs that they get in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round, um, they've even found a way to do it. Um, Russell Wilson's by far a top – he's a top three quarterback, top five quarterback in this league, no question on everybody's list. So, uh, <laughs> He says the red rocket it is. Yep, Andy Dalton is, <laughs> is going to be your lord and savior. <laughs> what a, what a miser- miserable quarterback situation. Like <laughs> – can you imagine going through a whole season knowing you have to watch Andy Dalton or Nick Foles pay? How much does Nick Foles make? Like $100 million? He's not even playing. A year, I think, yeah. Somewhere around there. <laughs> like, like, I they race, they race to get Dalton. Dal- or, uh, Foles has to be around the – 17 20 million a year mark yeah yeah i think, I think his it contract has. was like 80 million like that's not all guaranteed yeah, over like, four years yeah. yeah but like yeah they yeah, they no, race to get seven, dalton seven, it's like you could have got darnold for way less oh yeah now is it a team so he he signed a three-year 24 million with the chicago bears including an eight million dollar signing bonus and 21 million guaranteed Oh, is that Whoa, Jacksonville oh. contract like voided basically after a year or something like that happened? Uh, Maybe I think I think he has a team. I think I think the team has an option at the end of this year too, so they have the potential. I'm pretty so. sure he signed four year eighty, and then after a year, they're like, "Yeah, never mind." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you actually stink, so never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was Jacksonville no. after he won the Super Bowl or something. They gave him that huge yeah, deal. He- he was in Jacksonville, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville. Yikes. So his Jack his Jacksonville contract. Uh, here's a breakdown. So, good lord. 
Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, he signed a four-year, eighty-eight million dollar contract. Oh my god! Yeah. That's what I was saying. If you win the Super Bowl, no matter who you are, you will get paid. It just doesn't. Brock matter. Osweiler, baby, the Texans. <laughs> brick, the absolute brick. Oh yeah. <laughs> That guy. Well, it, it it should matter because I mean Nick Foles looks like Napoleon Dynamite, man. And I'm not having, I am not having that guy chucking the rock at 88 million. No, Napoleon. Now, now one one thing I do want to ask you guys now because you know the draft is coming up in just a couple more weeks, man. What other big moves do you kind of do you almost predict seeing? Do you do you think all the big moves are now done? Before yeah. going to the draft, or do you think there's still maybe just one one more that's maybe going to be coming? Atlanta's moving. Yeah, Atlanta's yeah, moving. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's the one thing I wanted to tell because there's been now rumors and coming out of you know Atlanta saying that Atlanta's going to want to move out of the fourth, which I thought was surprising because I thought they were going to be moving on from Matt Ryan. Everybody was saying maybe that whole core nucleus of Julio, Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, all that's kind of almost diminishing. There was like trade rumors that Julio maybe was going to be in the package. Um, so now it's kind of, you know, being registered to all Atlanta Falcons fans that, you know, Matt Ryan, they're still going to be riding out with Matt Ryan, Julio, and that core. Um, where do you see that that trade? I know a lot of – I probably know the people are going to be looking at the Broncos train yeah. down to number four. Um, but I don't you know, see that happen unless it goes – I will tell you oh, what I hope happens. I hope – Chicago mortgages the future again, goes to four, and Mac. takes Mac Jones. <laughs> oh, God. because that would be such a Ryan Pace thing to do, and that would be the biggest, most hilarious thing on draft day if they were to do that. Because the move to twenty to four would be so much, and he would do it for just to get a quarterback again. To just get yeah, like you're fired if you do that. Pick is Mac Jones, Ryan Pace. By the way, you're done. Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, oh, that. that... I, the only thing about that four pick is, like, really, the only teams that would trade for that pick are the Bears, like you said. But they're picking twenty. Like, they're gonna have to trade everything for that. Uh, even the Pats, who pick what fifteenth, I think. And then, like, the Broncos really are the only team that actually would realistically make that trade, I think. The only, yeah, only a Fields or Lancer there. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if uh, if Fields somehow slips to four, I could totally see the Broncos trading up. I would, I would, like, I would assume right screaming. now they've, they probably would have a deal right now with the Falcons saying, if Fields is there at four, this is what our offer is. This is what, like, so – will make a deal if he's there at four. I I think the number four pick is going to be a draft day uh, trade. Like, no one's trading yeah. for it right now until, until, honestly, the third pick is gone. And then you'll see number four traded. And, and Sharp, man, if, if, you know, if Save Ryan Pace ever made that trade, we just have to play this clip right here. What are they, vegetables or fruit? <clears throat> and what does that make? Ketchup. <clears throat> Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Hey, hey, funny guy, I got a joke for you! What smells rotten and puts people to sleep? Um, noxious gas? No! Your act! <laughs> that, 
I think we just wow. have to give Ryan Pace that. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> no, but um, I, to me, I honestly don't think <laughs> I, I honestly don't think we weed as the Broncos would trade. I don't think we'd trade up for Trey Lance. Um, yeah, I like him. Like I, I, I really do like him. Um, like you guys said, you know, he he's only had a sample size handful. From what the reports is off the field, this guy is a a coaches type of player, a GM's type of quarterback, work ethic out of this world, a complete you know film junkie. Always wants to be a perfectionist. Wants to look over all the things that he can fix. However, you know, like McShay always said too, you know, his accuracy is just not there. Um, he might be a little bit more of that raw talent project quarterback, some that we're dealing with right now with Drew Locke. Um, so I don't see the Broncos moving up for Trey Lance. However, I do see if the picks just happen to go where, you know, Mac Jones goes, you know, let's say four type of thing. Then we have a Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, Rashawn, and then all of a sudden maybe a Trey Lance is there sitting at nine. Then we might do something as long as, you know, because we're still in the sweet stakes for Pastor Sertan, even though, you know, because we have one-year contract kind of thing with our cornerbacks. So it would be really interesting to see. Trey Lance there at four. I mean, uh, if um, Fields there at four, hands down, I could, like you said, I could see already Peyton already having discussion of a trade saying if Fields is there at four, this is the deal. Yeah. If it's there at four, just hit the green button type of thing, right? The one thing I was thinking of is, like, I wonder if the Niners, because, like, they put a first-round grade on Jimmy G. Nobody's trading a first-round pick for Garoppolo. So, like, that kind of tells you that they want him to stay in San Fran. So I wonder if that maybe is a sign that they do want to dra- draft a guy like Trey Lance and they actually will pass on a guy like Fields. But you know how you know how John Lynch and Shanahan work? They work off smoke screens. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, can say no, that no. exact thing so that people don't know that they're going to take Fields at three. Yeah. They, they'll go on the podium and say that. And still draft fields. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we do like, you know, we do like Trey Lance. We think, you know, Garoppolo is our guy. But with the third overall pick, we're going Justin Fields. <laughs> and I, so, I, honest, I honestly could see the Falcons, if no, if they can't get anything uh, trade value-wise to move back down into the draft, like what's wrong with them taking Suell? What's wrong with them trying to, to solidify that O-line and uh, – and move off Matt Ryan next year and maybe next year in the draft because they're you don't you pretty much know the Falcons they're the worst team in their division for sure Carolina's I think Carolina's definitely better uh I and even New Orleans with no Drew Brees I think is still miles better you know uh why wouldn't they why wouldn't they trade Julio Jones if I was them like why wouldn't they offer up Julio Jones? The guy can never stay healthy. Sure, he's fantastic when he's available, but he he can never stay healthy. You could probably get a second round pick for him and try to get young, try to get younger, get that contract off the books, and be able to attack some free agency moves next year. Maybe, but I, I think you got to maximize Matt Ryan's contract. Like I think trading Sewell is not really going to maximize it, right? Like I think he's. He's healthy enough to make an impact. You got Ridley there. Why not take Pitts at four if you're not going to trade out? Just give Matt Ryan every single weapon he needs to succeed in these next two years that he's under contract. And then oh, after you don't those, like, you don't like Hayden Hurst. 
No. Oh, the shot, <laughs> the shots, the shots at the Falcons. I don't like, I don't hate, like, I don't mind the guy. He's not bad. He's not a bad tight end. He's a middle of the pack tight end, but I mean, he's not Kyle Pitts. Not many are. No. Yeah, not not many are at all. Now I gotta stop. I gotta stop talking about Kyle Pitts. By the way, it's getting. Yeah, I was saying it's. Yeah, it's big man crush going going on here. Yeah. I mean, it's the juice caboose is talking. Yeah, it's it's coming for you. I can see hearts coming out of your eyes. They're talking about Kyle Pitts. What are you talking about? What? It's like the it's like the old cartoons where the hard eyes just pops out of your head. <laughs> now it's you know it's it's pretty interesting because the, the way that you know we're we're talking about the draft too as well, we might not see a defensive player get drafted till past ten, which I think is pretty interesting. It's possible, yeah. Because you know we we have crazy offensive weapons, but you know, and the first, you know, the first player we're probably going to be looking at is probably Patrick Sertan there. They're saying he's the best defensive player available in the draft. Um, and then him and then Quiddy Payne. Um, but I think it's very interesting because before it, it was like Gregory Russo was going to be a, a top five pick. Um, you know, then we, of course we had the two cornerbacks and Patrick Sertan and Farley being, you know, nine, 10. I think it's very interesting how that whole, that dynamic just absolutely shifted now. And it, would it be one of the, the only drafts to not have a defensive player in the top 10? Because usually we have like a perennial defensive end, um, a, a cornerback. It, it would be really – yeah, safety. And then, again, it might be the first time in NFL history where we might have the top four draft picks being quarterbacks too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was my that was my main reason okay, – I'm going to talk about him again – if Pitts was at 10 <laughs> for Dallas because all these – all these defensive players. Hashtag being, Mike for Pitts. <laughs> because all these defensive players are getting pushed back into that second round, right? There's going to be so many good corners, safeties, defensive ends, D linemen in that second round. Like Christian Barmore might be a second round pick. He's a first round talent, no question. Mm-hmm. And he might get pushed back. And there's other corners like Newsom and yeah, Asante right. Samuel that could sneak in the first, but they're going to be probably second round picks. So there's a lot yeah. of like offensive guys going off the board early. So then the defensive side of the ball, you're going to get a lot of good value in the second round, I think. Even Parsons. Parsons yeah. was projected to go in the top five a month ago. Yeah, now no one's talking about him. Nobody. Like, Which is crazy because he his pro day was ridiculous. Character issues or something they're saying? And they, they're uh, saying yeah. locker room issues that he stole one of his, his – his, um, he stole one of his roommates' laptops or some some stupid like that, and yeah, they're saying that good. he has like really bad character issues. He may be a little bit temperamental in the locker room. Who really just knows? Is, is that this media trying to outskew it a little bit more than what it is? Maybe yeah, he's just a passionate player that some people find it might be a little bit more intimidating. The guy just needed a couple pizzas, man. Leave him alone. Yeah, just gonna take the, <laughs> take the laptop, pawn it, take it to the local pawn shop, get a couple little Caesar saws, and call it yeah, a day. Get, get, get some two for ones at Little C's. <laughs> yeah, leave the guy alone, man. He's just hungry. No, because yeah, like anything that's like tape on him, anything that's talking about vitals, anything like that, it just jumps off the charts. Like it just. He's going to be defensive <laughs> or defensive rookie of the year ballot for sure. Like he's going to be up there next year. Yeah, like you know who reminds me of, and it's Darius Leonard. How Darius Leonard came on the scene yeah. and just tore it up for the Colts. Like literally, that's who I see as a Micah Parsons. I see yeah. Devin so White. versatile. 
Devin White, yeah. If I if the if the Dolphins at eighteen have Najee Harris is on the board or Parsons is on the board and they don't take one of them, either one of them, I am riding a hole in in my wall. My head's going through a wall. <laughs> Bang! Just like straight the up through a wall. Fam- like the Kool Aid guy from Family Guy, man. I'm busting walls, man. In my own oh, house, yeah. I don't care. Not good, Johnny. <laughs> then we have Josh Payne coming in. He's saying Pitts at six for the bottlenose dolphins. Bottlenose dolphins. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I agree. Pins up. <laughs> so yeah, so we're definitely gonna have to be doing that mock draft next episode for sure, because it's gonna be interesting to see what, what the boys think and how, how that kind of unfolds there. Um yeah. but yeah. Oh, what are you gonna say, Joel? You're gonna say something? I was just gonna say what's no. up, Josh Payne. That's all I was oh. just wanna say what's yeah, up, big, Josh. Big, big, Painter. I think this is I think this is Painter's first time on the stream. So big shout out to my man Josh Payne out there. Uh, the Payne another, train. Another Legend person status. representing the yeah, another person representing the um, the sunny sunshine state of Miami, Florida, with the Dolphins. And again, a big shout out to uh, Brandon DeLima as well as another first time viewer, Sam Saker. There, appreciate you fellas. But going into our next segment, and it has been a fan favorite over the past podcast, and everybody's been loving it so far. Um, it is the Pigskin Panels game show. It is Guess That. So, guys, if you guys have your whiteboards ready, it is on and popping. White paper. We had, oh, white paper. So, yeah, this this Joel, I mean, uh, Mike would go get a whiteboard. He bought his from Dollarama, and then he uh, he did his yep. first uh, drawing on it, and then uh, it, it didn't work. So, um, nope. uh, make, sure you, make, make sure you test your products from the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. Idleman. Julian Idleman. <laughs> So if you don't understand yeah. that joke, definitely check out our our last podcast with Julian Eidelman. Um, Get off my yeah. back, right? <laughs> and with that 6.8% beverage, we so, might be seeing another one today. So uh, We might be so, seeing a player from the CFL, so let's see here. So our first, our first, our first guest that episode, uh, we had Cody being the quarterback wizard winning there. Then uh, last episode, we had Joe Braga winning the wide receivers. And then today we have the running backs, the next offensive piece. So it's going to be interesting. And those that are viewing it right now, whether you're watching it post live or you're watching it live with us, definitely write down in the comment section, join the panel, and let's see if you're correct on some of these answers. And as well, if you're just, again, if you're just listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube afterwards, join in. Let's see what you got. And then write down in the comment section on your score after the game show is done. But get into it, guys. We're going to be changing up a little bit. Last time we had 30 seconds, but sometimes I didn't trust you guys. There might be some questions that you guys answered that you could have been looking up. So this time we're going to give you 15 seconds instead of 30, and let's see if you really know it or because I know in 15 seconds you won't be able to Google whatever the question is going to be. So <laughs> hey Siri, don't search it up for Cody. <laughs> so starting off, we have question number. Oh, there's my Siri going off. Uh, so for the first question here, we have this running back was the first ever 2,000 yard rusher in the Super Bowl era, eclipsing a grand total of 2,003 total rushing yards. However, he is more mainstream known for his controversial off-field ish issues and actions who is this running back again i'll repeat the question this running back was the first ever 2000 yard rusher in the super bowl era eclipsing 2000 
and three total rushing yards. However, this running back is more mainstream known for his off-field actions and controversy. Who is that running back? All right, time is up. Time is up. I know it's it's quick now. So we're gonna say here, if you are feeling a little juicy tonight, the answer is put them your screens up. Oh CJ2K, CJ2K, AP. All three of you guys are wrong. As I said, really? you gotta be feeling it's too dangerous, no? You got oh, nope, man. you gotta be feeling no, no. a little juicy tonight. It is the juice, OJ Simpson. I was gonna say OJ, but he's is he in the Super Bowl era? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess he was. Oh my god. What what happened off field? I don't really know what happened with him. I don't get it. I don't it. know. If you don't if, if, if you if you don't get that, yeah, just do a little Google search. Ask Siri. <laughs> oh. All right, so nobody got it. We have a comment section here. We had Braden that's saying OJ for sure. So OJ Simpson, there it is. There it is. So we have zero for the panel. Zero for the panel going into question two. Not a hot start. Not a hot start. Not a hot start for the panel. So question number two. This Hall of Famer is considered as one of the greatest running backs of all time. Coming to the league and completely dominating. Currently to this day, he still owns the most rushing yards in a single season, the most rushing yards as a rookie, and the most rushing yards in a playoff game. Who is this running back? Again, I'll repeat the question. This Hall of Famer is considered to be one of the greatest running backs of all time, coming into the league and completely dominating. Currently to this day, he still owns the most rushing yards in a single season, the most rushing yards as a rookie, the most rushing yards in a playoff game. Who is this running back? Time is up, and we have yes, ding, ding, ding. It's Eric Dickerson. All three of the panel is correct. What a legend, man! He was so nasty, incredible, absolutely incredible. Sport goggles and everything. Yeah, the absolute goggles. We have Josh Payne (laughs) saying AP. No, it is not AP. Good answer, though. Yeah, just quite the dice. Not just the dice. (laughs) All right. So going into question number three, we have the boys tied at one each. We have this running back in 2005 completely took over the league, finishing with 1,880 yards and 27 touchdowns, giving him the title as the rushing yard leader, touchdown leader, and most importantly, winning the NFL's most valuable player. This running back was a victim of the Madden cover curse, the next season by breaking his foot and was never the same. Again, I'll repeat this question, but before we got that, we had Brandon Lima saying Emmett Smith, and no, it was not Emmett Smith. It was Eric Dickerson. So again, in 2005, this running back completely took over the league, rushing for 1,880 yards and 27 touchdowns, giving him the title as the rushing yard leader, touchdown leader, and most importantly, winning the NFL's most valuable player. This running back was a victim of the Madden cover curse, 
the next season, breaking his foot and never being the same. Who is this running back? Time is up. So what does the panel think? Oh, yeah. That's not right. We have <laughs> LaDainian Thomason, Adrian Peterson, and Mike Sharp with the right yeah. answer. Sean Alexander of the Seattle Seahawks was the right answer. Hey, I'm pretty sure I spelt his name right, too. S-H-A-U-N. Yep. Suck it. You need to have another beer. Yeah. So, did you say he won the MVP, Sean? Yep. Really? Huh. Yep. And was never the same. Broke I, his I literally, I literally had LT down, and then you said the Madden curse. I'm like, oh, that's Sean Alexander. Mm-hmm. All right. So, going into the next round, we have Cody having one point. We have Mike having two, and Joel having one as well. So, Mike is in the lead with two. Going into this next question here, this legendary running back is known for his dominating smash mouth run game and is currently now more known in today's era by his award, which is given to the NFL player that gives back to the community through volunteer and charity work. Who is this running back? Again, I'll repeat, this running back is known for his dominating smash mouth run game, but is now currently more known in today's era for an award, which is given to the NFL player that gives back to the community through volunteer and charity work. Who is this running back? Boom, questions up. Boom. And Damn it. The bus. Oh, the bus. What? <laughs> I, thought, I, thought you meant he, I thought you meant he won the award. <laughs> Whoa, wait. Should we play the SpongeBob? This guy stinks. <laughs> I didn't think. But yes. I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear that. you. The, I didn't hear the award was named after him. I thought he meant you meant like he won the award. How can you get Sean Alexander and not get the Walter Payton Man of the Year award? I don't know. Yeah, I, I know the I know that's the award, easier. but oh, you're you're looking bad. All the comment section got it right too. Mike is oh, yeah. on the hot seat. My brain is working very weirdly right now. It's the caboose. Yeah. The Detroit caboose. The Detroit native Jerome Bettis. Uh, don't worry, I'll come so, back. So going into the next round, we have the comment section killing the game. We also have a tie game with everybody having two points each. Let's go into the next round. So this Hall of Fame running back is known as being the pioneer and paved the way for the dual threat running back for players we know today, such as LaDainian Tomlinson's, the Alvin Kamara's, etc., he is known for being a key part of the greatest show on turf, eclipsing both 1,381 rushing yards and 1,048 receiving yards in 1999. Who is this running back? Again, I'll repeat, this Hall of Fame running back is known as being the pioneer and paved the way for the dual threat running backs for the players we know and love today, such as LaDainian Tomlinson, Alma Camaras, etc. He is known as being the key part of the greatest show on turf, eclipsing both 1,381 rushing yards 
and 1,048 receiving yards in 1999. Who is this running back? Time is up, and who we have as answers, everybody got to write. It is no other than the main man, Marshall Falk, the greatest show on turf, Dynamic. The boys are back. back. <laughs> the comment section is doing their damn thing, and we're going to roll on to the next question. And now they're going to get a little bit maybe more tricky here. So this running back has a very unique story. In 2015, he was one of the only players in NFL history that was been drafted as a true wide receiver, but then got converted as soon as he went to the NFL as a true running back. Who is this running back? Again, I'll repeat. In 2015, this running back has a very unique story. He was drafted as one of the only players in NFL history to be drafted as a true wide receiver from college, and then when he entered the league, got converted into a true running back. Who is this running back? Time is up, and who do we have as answers here? I didn't even put anyone I couldn't Cody didn't put anything down. We have who? Oh, Cordell Patterson? No, it was Ty Montgomery. He came in in college being the dominating wide receiver that got converted How the hell did into I get a running back. Walter well done, Kirby. What is going on? <laughs> Just retarded. That that might that might be a, a TikTok meme of Sharpie. <laughs> All right, all right. So now we have Sharpie back on top here. We have Cody with three, Joel with three, and Sharpie with four going into the next round. So this might be for all the old heads out here, but this former first overall running back both played in the NFL and the MLB. Although he never eclipsed 1,000 rushing yards, he is most known as the most broken running back in NFL video game history. Again, I'll repeat, this former first overall running back played both in the NFL and MLB. Although he never eclipsed 1,000 rushing yards, he is known to be the most broken running back in NFL football video game history. Who is this running back? All right, time is up, and if you were an Oakland Raiders fan or a Tecmo Bowl player, you will know this player is Bo Jackson. And we have Sharpie with one, Cody with another one, and Joel disappointed there. And again, we have my man Josh Payne saying Bo Jackson too as well. I don't know what Joel. What Bo Jackson have? never hit a thousand yards. Never hit a thousand yards rushing. I think his most was nine hundred and like thirty-six. Oh my God, that's insane! Yeah. It's travesty. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. It's, but you know, if you play Tech Mobile, you you might be fighting your friends if you saw them choose the Raiders. 
It's that hit. (laughs) All right. All right. Going into the next question here. We have this running back is also regarded as one of the greatest football players to ever play and one of the greatest running backs to ever play. In his career, he rushed for a record-setting 18,355 total yards in his career and averaged 1,200 yards a season for his career, and he is a multi-time Super Bowl champion. Who is this running back? Again, I'll repeat, this running back is regarded as one of the greatest football players and the greatest running backs to ever play the game. In his career, he rushed for a record-setting 18,355 total yards, averaged 1,200 yards a season for his career, and is a multi-Super Bowl champion. Who is this running back? All right, we have the questions and answers in. Yes, yes, again, we have the comment section blowing it up, doing it right, except for Josh Payne. Josh Payne says, Frank Gore, get out of here with that mess. It is not Frank <laughs> Gore. It is, it is the own if one I, and only Emmett Smith, and Mike would have got that wrong. If I got that wrong, I was walking out. <laughs> if you got that wrong, you'd have to take down all your jerseys in the back. You'd have to. <laughs> and actually, it's quite disrespectful, yeah. man. You have, a, you have a Zeke jersey hanging, but you don't have an Emma Smith jersey hanging. I don't know. That's kind of suspect, no. as of our among players would say. That's kind of suspicious. He sold the soul and went to Arizona for a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm still upset. Yeah. All right. So going into the next round here, we have Cody with – five points we have mike with six and we have joel with the total four points so mike is still in the lead with six going to this next question here we have a pretty interesting story with this one here so this running back is known for one of the craziest trades in nfl history during his draft year the new orleans saints traded every single one of their draft picks that year to move up to get him who is this running back again i'll repeat this running back has one of the craziest stories as being one of the Unrealist trades in NFL history. During his draft year, the New Orleans Saints traded every single one of their draft picks that year to move up to draft him. Who is this running back? Time is up and questions in, and the running back that the New Orleans Saints traded every single one of their picks for was Mr. Ricky Williams. Damn. I drew a blank for this person walker, too. One of my favorite Dolphins running backs of all time, Ricky Will I Am. I honestly (laughs) thought he was drafted by the Dolphins. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's your mistake. Very much so. Now, isn't that crazy, though? Just imagine your team trade. I don't know. Like, it was Mike team, Dicka. Team trades, yeah, Mike Dicka trades every single one of your picks for the entire year to draft one player. It's crazy. So in the comment section, we have Ricky Jackson. No, Ricky Williams. Who's oh. Ricky Jackson? Is that a player? <laughs> and then we had Braden saying Mark Ingram. And no, it's not Mark Ingram. It was Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. At least he was a good player. You guys got to yeah. watch the Ricky Williams football life. 
what a what a what a what a football life story that was. All right, so going into the next round, our stats on the board is Cody with five points. Mark is still Mark. Wow, think of Ingram. Uh, we have Mike still with six points, and then we have Joel climbing back up to five points, only down by one, chasing Mike for that elusive running back expert title. Here we go. Next round. Here we have this running back. Although he won, he was a Super Bowl champion and won a Super Bowl, he never quite lived up the hype that he had coming out of college. At the time, he was regarded as going to be one of the next greatest running backs of all time. He dominated in college like no other and was ranked the 24th greatest college players of all time. Who is that running back? Again, I'll repeat, this running back, although a Super Bowl champion and has won the Super Bowl, he never quite lived up to his hype coming out of college. At the time, in college, he was one of the greatest running backs and prospects of all time, absolutely dominating like no other, and is ranked today as number 24 as the greatest college player, 24th out of the 25 greatest college players of all time. Who is that running back? Time is up. Answers in. Who we got here? Laguerre Bunt. Was that Bishop? Bishop. Bishop <laughs> and Reggie Bush. And Mike is correct. Reggie Bush is this running Come back. Come on. He never Damn. quite lived up to his hype, and he is ranked 24th greatest college player of all time. 24th. He should be way higher than that. If I, I win this by, by getting Walter Payton wrong, there's something going on here. Braden Delima says, not Tim Tebow. <laughs> Big shout to my what? man, Tim Tebow. I didn't even know Reggie Bush, <laughs> Reggie Bush won a bowl. Did he win with the Saints? The Saints. Yep. Yeah. The Saints. I didn't even know that. Yep. Now you know. Now you know. All right. So we have one, two, three, four, and then we have a bonus five. Uh, four. So four questions left with a bonus five. So going into this next round, we have Cody having five points, Mike having seven, Joel having five. Going into this next round here, we have this running back <laughs> is more known as being one of the most questionable Madden cover athletes of all time. After being drafted by the Denver Broncos in 2008, this running back never quite had any NFL promise until he was traded. Then he went from having a total of 400 yards in two seasons to ended up having 1,177 yards in one season, earning him the Madden cover, which would then he will feel the Madden cover curse by never rushing for more than 600 yards thereafter. Who is this running back? Again, this running back is more known as being one of the most questionable Madden covers athletes of all time. After being drafted by the Denver Broncos in 2008, this running back never had really any promise in the NFL until he was traded. It was only then he went from having a total of 400 yards in two years to rushing for 1,177 yards in the season, earning him the Madden cover athlete, which then he would feel the Madden cover curse and never rush for more than 600 yards thereafter. Who is this running back?
Time's up. Question in. Cody? I don't know, dude. I uh, played Blaine. that all the time. I, I didn't even yes. know. Yes. And both Joel and Mike has got it right. It was Payton. Oh, my God. And yes, <laughs> it was Madden 2012. <laughs> he was a cover athlete where everybody was like, who is this oh guy? <laughs> he had a huge Good. year for the Browns. A huge year for the Browns. Yeah, for the Denver Broncos, he was a uh, yikes. Stinger. <laughs> I can't believe Absolutely. he was on the cover of Madden, man. Like, I – yep. God. Yep. It's literally like you like go to see a Madden. You're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know. Huh? <laughs> Especially for the Browns in 2012. And Brian says with the Browns, wasn't it? Yep. He was with the Browns. <laughs> that is correct. And then, yeah, after that, no more than six. He had one year for 592 yards and then like 400, 200, 100, and then until the, he was cut. Crazy. One hit wonder like a, like a musician. All right, so going into the next round here, we have Cody with five, Mike with eight, Joel with six. Going to the next round here, we have this running back was known as the Nigerian Nightmare, an unstoppable force in the late 80s and early 90s until Denver Broncos Steve Atwater laid a devastating hit on him that was known around the NFL. Who is this running back? Again, God. this running back is known as the Nigerian Nightmare and I forget an unstoppable force in the late 80s and early 90s until Steve Atwater laid a devastating hit on him heard around the league. Who is this running back? Answers in. We have Mike with the dud. We have Cody. I don't know how to spell his name. Played for the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> so you know yes, they they are both correct. It was Christian Okoye for the Kansas City Chiefs, okay. known as the Nigerian Nightmare. Guy was built like a shit ton bricks. He would look My like a Lord. linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> was he a fullback or a running back? He was Full a running back. back. That's but yeah, I guess down there, you know, fullbacks were used. Yeah, a bit of both uh, world. We have stay grinding, yes, with Krishna Koya. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Good pickup call, love it. That's the that? name. That's who respect. is stay grinding? Do we know uh, who that is? If not, he's killing it. He's doing pretty. Killing deep. the game, killing yeah. the game. He's Big doing shout right. out to you, stay grinding. All right, so next up we have. A running back that is one of the most popular running backs of all time and a complete fan favorite. Known for his antics off the field and on his on the field with his smash mouth run game, he is involved in actually one of the most controversial plays in Super Bowl history where he was not given the ball to win the game. Who is this running back? Again, this running back is an all-time favorite and the most pop one of the most popular running backs of all time, known for his antics off the field and his smash mouth run game. On the field, and he was involved in one of the most controversial plays in NFL Super Bowl history where he was not given the ball to win the game. Who is this running back? And I think I can go five, four, three, two, one. Yes, yes, everybody should get that right. It is no other than the main man, Beast Mode himself, Mr. Marshawn Lynch. Funny story about that, actually. Um, my good friend Sarah Lynn McCauley actually met him at a bar. <laughs> Which no. is funny. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Was he so pretty skills? cool? Uh, I can't remember what she said. She said that I think he, she, he was picking up food and she was there with uh, eating dinner with her uh, her fiance or her boyfriend at the time. And then um, she just like looked at. I was like, "That's Marshawn Lynch." And then she said she was she was like she was like staring at him. It was like, "Is that him?" And she said like he just turned around and stuck out his tongue out. Her. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "She's like that's Marshawn Lynch." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's definitely him. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely him. All right, so. Going into this next round, we have Cody with seven points. We have Mike with nine. Joel with eight. So he can come back and tie the game here. So is going the, in. Is this the last question? question? So we have two questions left. Okay. So you can end up tying the game completely, or you can end up losing the mic. Cody, I mean, you, you better hope both of them gets it wrong and you can come back and win too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, again, we have Josh Payne saying Frank Gore. No, not Frank Gore. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> hates FG, man. <laughs> All right. So this running back is known for his 2,000-yard season, ultimately leading him to his famous nickname that has to deal with 2K. Oh. Who is this running back? <laughs> this running back is known for his 2,000-yard season, ultimately leading him with his nickname 2K. Do I have to waste Who paper is- for this? <laughs> it's CJ2K. Oh, his name is actually Chris Johnson. Oh, you guys. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Quit letting Johnson. Cody back in. <laughs> Cody should actually get the point for this, but it's going from there. And now, no, I'm just, I'm joking. You guys get the point here. But now going to the either tiebreaker or game winner for Mike Sharp here. This Hall of Fame running back is known for his elusiveness and singly becoming the face of a franchise still to this day. He is the best player the league has probably had on their team, and he set the, he set 34 records in the NCAA, which he still holds six to, and he holds 20 records in the NFL to this day, and he's also part of the 2K club. Who is this legendary running back? Again, I will repeat, this Hall of Fame running back is known for his elusiveness and singly becoming the face of a franchise still to this day. He is the best player that the team has ever had on their team. He set 34 records in NCAA and still holds on to six of them and holds 20 records in the NFL to this day and also part of the 2K club. Who is this running back? I'll give you 15 seconds. Time is up. Questions and Mike doesn't look like he's sure about this. No. And we have a tie. The answer is Barry Sanders. And we have an ultimate tie between Mike Sharp and Joel Braga at the end. We also have the guys in the comment section saying, Derrick Henry question mark? No, not Derrick Henry. And then Josh, your answer, please. (laughs) Is it Frank Gore? No, <laughs> it is the one, the only Barry Sanders, which is absolutely phenomenal. Cody bows out Crap. with eight points. So you're close, just not there on the dice there. But we do have a tie between Mike and Joel. Now, shall we go for an ultimate tiebreaker or should we yes. just let them tie? No. What tie do you guys breaker. think? A tiebreaker. A tiebreaker. All right. 
I'm still answering the question. <laughs> Let's Good luck, see what we got here. Thank you. All right. I think I got who <laughs> we're going to run with this here. Give me one quick second there. But so far, guys, how do you like this episode so far? How did you like the running back questions while I look up? They were great. The next running back. You did a good job researching them. I thought a couple of them. I was like, "What? I, don't, yeah. I couldn't even believe the answer." Like the, like uh, uh, Sharpies, the one that Sharpie got. Yeah, if I got the layup, then I would be winning right now. But <clears throat> my brain was shut off. All I all I gotta say is thank God I religiously for like two years watched those football life stories, or else I never would have got that Ricky Williams question. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I I know. Let me just write this down here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think I got this here. All right. So next up, we have this running back. Has played for one, two, three, four, five teams. He has a total of 16,000 career rushing yards on the dot. He also has a thousand yard rushing seasons with two separate teams. Who is this running back? Again, this running back has 16,000 career rushing yards. He has a thousand yard season with two separate teams and has played for five teams. Who is this running back? Question answers up. Oh, we do have a champion. It is Frank Gore. The winner is Mike Sharp with the tiebreaker. Frank Gore has yes. 16,000 career rushing yards. He has 1,000-yard season with two separate teams and played for a total of five different teams. I honestly mm -hmm. thought you would have got that, Joel. With uh, And let's see. Hopefully my man Josh got it. Actual Frank Gore. Yes, Josh. Actual Frank <laughs> Gore. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So congratulations to our champion, Mike Sharp. So, boys, we have experts from each individual quadrant. So we have my man Cody. With the quarterback expert, we have Joe Braga with the wide receivers, and now we have Mike Sharp with the running backs. But who couldn't get Walter off, Payton? Who couldn't get Walter Payton? That was—I can't believe you won with not knowing Walter Payton. I, I think we should just revoke the title. You just—you're just a running back guy. I like, actually wouldn't be idea. mad. I actually wouldn't be mad. <laughs> awesome, awesome guys. But before we wrap up here, you know, I just again, I just want to give a big shout out to all of our fans giving us love and support. You know, sticking with us. Now we're almost going in an hour and a half. So it's you know, this is our longest episode ever. Um, I just love chilling with the guys, talking about football, playing these fun little games. It's honestly always a blessing. So if you could, if you did like this video, definitely give it a thumbs up. Share it on your social media platforms. You know that way, you know we can get more people in these in these rooms and have even a better time with. Again, uh, we have my man Stay Grinding JM saying this stream's been fun. Keep up the good work, guys. No, we appreciate you uh, for staying you. in. And I, honestly, I think I think he would have beat Cody. I think he was there almost with nine or ten answers right too. So Stay Grinding, man, we appreciate you for coming on the show. As well, I do want to give a big shout out to another podcast. Um, they did give us a recent shout out, so I do want to give a big shout out to TJ, Mike, and Rome over there on the Beyond the Tracks podcast. They gave us a little shout out on their last 
uh, podcast here. Just want to replay that. Um, also, a uh, big shout out to my cousin, man. AJ Lavender started his uh, sports yes, podcast um, called The Pigskin Panel. Okay. Super, super dope, man. We see it you, is cousin. so we, huh? I said, we see you, cousin. Yeah, absolutely, man. We haven't. Everybody like has these podcasts. I don't know anybody personally that's done a sports podcast, and they have done it right. And it's yeah. it's yeah. it's really really cool, man. So uh, yeah, shout out to all the podcasts out there that listen to us, that fuck with us. Um. Yeah, so you know, big shout out to those guys that be on the tracks. If you are interested in you yeah. know music, hip hop, and the urban culture, definitely go check them out. Beyond the tracks podcast, hilarious. We'll have you laughing the whole time. But again, big shout out for showing us some love. And again, if you did like today's podcast, you like what we're doing here, definitely go follow us on all our social media platforms at the Pixin Panel. If you see there, Cody is rocking our hash. I mean, our um, at to our handle at the Pixin Panel. And again, follow all the hosts here on all the social media platforms too. Mine is right there at AJ Lavender. We have my man Joe Braga at J Braga thirty five. Mike Sharp eleven. And go show us some love. And definitely, you know, in the comment section, definitely hear about you know. Different things you guys want to talk about. I know our, our guy Sam Saker that came on earlier. He uh, wrote to us and saying though to talk about the you know the trade that happened. So again, we want to get more feedback from you guys. We definitely want to hear what you guys want to listen to and you know some conversations that we want to start with you guys. Again, we do want to bring some more people on the show too as like this guest where let's say if you're a Titans fan or you're a Packers fan to bring you on just to talk about that sector because as you guys know, I'm a Broncos fan. We have Joe as a Dolphins fan. We have Cody as a Ravens fan. And of course. Uh, sharp here as a Cowboys fan so it's just always good to have different football fans just talking about football all the time but before again before we leave here um, do you guys just want to give any lasting words to our fans before we wrap up Joel? I uh, I just want to apologize to Frank Gore for not getting that last ankle <laughs> I am absolutely I am absolutely ashamed of myself right now I had my head in my book there yeah <laughs> Cody uh, I, I noticed uh, this week we got, like you said, a little bit more interaction than usual. I had a couple people message me too, saying that they really like the show and that they enjoy it. So if that could continue and keep up, that would be good. Just as much uh, interaction as possible. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Again, always interact with us, everybody. We're we're friendly guys. We we always like talk about football. So anything you can talk about football, we will definitely be engaging with you with. Uh, Sharp. Yeah, I just want to thank all the viewers out there, all the listeners. Like, we appreciate you, and just helps us moving forward. Any suggestions that you want to hear? All nothing but help for us. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Again, if we have any sponsors, or anything you know, watching us here, you know, we're always open to sponsorships too. Uh, we can rock your merch or anything like that. I know we have, you know, the juice caboose or whatever <laughs> mike is drinking down there uh you know we always like to have fun on this podcast too um again if you're a spotify or apple podcast watcher i mean listener uh definitely go download us on spotify and apple Podcasts, um and definitely support the channel that way too as well but other than that guys just want to you know send you guys out love every single one of you um again love you brothers for coming on here um every tuesday and definitely if you like the live viewings of it definitely Come with us live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. I'll send out this for anywhere from 8 to 8.10. <laughs> stay, stay, stay patient with us. Uh, so, yeah, anywhere from 8 to 8.10 is when we start going live. Um, and, you know, have a fun time just like we did tonight. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Piskin Panel. I'm your host, AJ Lavender, with my co-host, Joe Braga, Cody McGuire, and Mike Sharp. Until next week, guys, have yourself a wonderful one. Peace out. Sorry, Frank Gore. Yeah, and sorry, Walter Payton. 
from my from Mike <laughs> and my on behalf of Mike. <laughs> I don't want to talk Cheers, about everybody. it. Cheers.